Big Chef in the building today, man. Yo, Delano, the postman Taylor. Yo, off of a great victory. Yo. beautiful in the DR. I, I loved it, honestly. It, it reminded me of, like, Jamaica, like, the, the scenery, like, the people. They, they were all pretty pretty cool, you know, except the, the guy I had to fight, you know. He wasn't there. He wasn't the coolest, but everybody else is pretty cool, bro. Everybody's very hospitable, you feel me? You know, in DR, I know Black Pop on Dominican, you feel me? <laughs> They were pretty nice, bro. Everybody was like mad nice. Like it was a, uh, like whenever they say like I'm I'm not black, I'm Dominican. They're like saying like I'm not American black. Mm-hmm. You know, like that makes sense. Like they they they're black, of course. They they understand like they're darker skin, but they're, they're saying like I'm not American black. So like that's the best way they could say I know black people. You know, I know black. I, I'm Dominican. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's the next start fighting just in general um well you guys know well Juwan knows especially like you know I wrestled in high school um and I remember when I graduated I was like damn what's next because you know like I wasn't really feeling anything else that I had in mind you know like of course I was gonna go to school you know get get education whatever and um basically at that time people didn't like other states didn't consider Florida like a wrestling state that made sense like uh you couldn't view Florida as, like, the state that wrestlers are made in, you know? Mm-hmm. Even though, like, Florida has, like, the highest pool of athletes, everybody who's, like, great probably came out of Florida, you know? Like, the best teams are in Florida. Like, it makes the most sense, you know? So, um, graduated, I was like, damn, you know, what's next? And then I remember, you remember Trent? Yeah. Yeah, his granddad was always like, yo, yo, Delano, you, you know, you, Kenny, and Lamar need to come, come over to this gym, you know, uh, 
downtown Fort Lauderdale, American Top Team. I was like, I. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Man, eight two straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, like let me let me go hit him up, see what's good. So I go over there, you know, after I graduate, you know, get get a job, get some bread, you know, and I start doing the classes over there. I was like, huh, I'm really liking this. You know, I did the free week trial or whatever. Like, oh, I'm messing with this. I'm messing with this. Let me let me keep seeing what's going on. And I want to say like maybe two three months of training. Uh, my jujitsu coach, Brazilian dude, they're really crazy. He's like, yo, I got you a fight. And I was like, I, he's like, yo, he just walked to the gym. Like, I was training in the morning, just hitting the bag. He's like, yo, I got you a fight. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I got you a fight. <laughs> you scared? Like, with that, with that laugh, <laughs> you scared? And I'm looking at him like, man, I'm from Dade County, bro. What are you talking about? Scared, bro. I ain't scared of nobody, man. Where the fight at, man? Stop playing with me. I was like, what well, wait up for? And he's like, 170. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I was probably eight pounds away at that time. Mm-hmm. I was like, um, when's the fight? He's like, oh, it's Saturday. <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> I said, what? In my hands, I'm like, one, 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 one. It's Tuesday. The fight on Saturday? I gotta, I gotta try eight pounds before when? It's Tuesday. <laughs> I gotta wait on Friday? Oh, That's crazy. Oh, so uh, at that time, you know, I just, Cut the little eight pounds or whatever, and you know, got you know cleaned up and you know ready to face off this dude, go in the cage. Um, I remember that. I remember that day so vividly because I remember like thinking to myself like, damn, I really just took an MMA fight, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. Like that's wild. Like with only like three months of experience or whatever. And then um, I remember like walking out and walking into the cage. Like, walking out, I remember everything that we did in the back, you know, all the drills I did. You're like, yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. When I go out there, I'm going to hit him with this. You know, he mess around like that, I'm going to choke him like that. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the cage, and then they close the doors, and they lock it. And you hear that latch click. And then it's like, your brain just, and you don't remember nothing. Like, all the stuff you thought that you did know, it went out the window. You don't remember anything. I remember going into that fight, you're like, oh, man, like, oh, I don't know what to do what they just told me to do like they literally just told me what to do like they telling me what to do they telling me what to yeah like they telling me what to do right now and I cannot hear them my ears are not on I cannot hear them like they telling me what to do but I cannot hear what this man is saying and then I just remember the kid hit me with like a stiff jab my head did this I was like oh woke up expeditiously I remember um, taking him down like the first this, this all happened within the first minute it felt like forever (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. This all happened within the first minute. Took him down, choked him out, and I walked him out on top. I remember walking out the cage. I was like, "Yo, coach, don't you ever let me take another fight without like like a couple more like kickboxing fights or whatever." Like, I need to get my striking better because I was not comfortable at all. It's crazy. And then uh, ever since then, I was like, "Yo, I think I can do this." You know, like I started doing this, started fighting more, and then one thing led to another, and then I just. Started climbing to different positions and everything's just been a blessing, you know, moving forward. Like, uh, so I just just rolling with the punches, literally and figuratively, taking it a, a day at a time. Yeah, man. That's
get a brow or something, something, sunrise day, whatever. I don't care, bro. I don't care, bro. Anywhere in my backyard, it is what it is. My best fight? Yeah. Um, crazy. I want to say my best fight so far for myself is probably my fight against Mike Lilly. Mike Lilly, he was uh, at the time, I think, 74 or 75. Really experienced guy. He's been, I remember, I remember when I started doing MMA and I like was like maybe. 2-0 as amateur, 3-0 as amateur, watching him fight. Like, I remember watching him, like, live go go at it. Like, I remember thinking to myself, like, I remember seeing him slam somebody on their neck. And I was like, yo, I would hate to have to fight that guy. And it was just crazy that, like, when I got to, like, a certain level, I ended up fighting that guy, you know? So it was like, whoa. Like, it was kind of like a surreal moment. Like, watching him, like, literally drop somebody on their neck like several times in a fight, like, cause that's literally, they didn't know what to do. Like they stood up and he did it again. Like they stood up and he did it again. That's, <laughs> should've stayed down, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, damn, like, it'd be very unfortunate if that was me, you know, like I, I would hate that, you know? And I remember like when I fought him and um, everything was just so, so precise, so technical. Like I remember going out there thinking to myself like, yo, he can't see me anywhere. You know, I was in the back talking to my boy Jason, Jason Jackson, I was like, yo, he's not touching me. Like. Straight up, I was like, yo, he's not touching me. $20? Yo, I owe you $20 if this man touched me. Straight up, like $20 if he touched me. Didn't touch me that fight, like at all. Like he he didn't touch me, but he did throw, he did throw a, a low calf kick in the beginning of the round. And I was like, damn, this man touched me. Like he but I meant like he wasn't touching me in the face. You feel me? Like he he he, he hit me clean. And I remember I hit him with like this mean ass uppercut. Like it was a it was like an overhand fake to an uppercut, shotgun uppercut, and he dropped. And when he dropped, I was like, all right, cool. Uh, he, he went for a shot on me, sprawled on him, took his back. No, I sprawled, he sprawled on me, went spin behind, took his back, and I remember him um, thinking that I was going to suplex him, but that's like what they expect. They expect you to suplex him. And I was like, nah, I'm going to jump on your back. <laughs> he just chokes him out. I think that was like my best fight. I feel like that that fight was like a good breakout fight for me, especially that was my first fight in Titan um, against a very experienced fighter, veteran. And I remember thinking to myself, like, yo, I just I just beat Mike Lilly. Like, this guy's known. Like, had he beaten me, because I was like a prospect, or I am a prospect, had he beaten me, he probably would have punched his weight to the UFC or Bellator or something. But because he lost, it set him back way back. That beat my chest, man. So I know I'm in this uh, group chat with a couple dudes, and we always talk about like gatekeepers, like gate. He's a gatekeeper. Yeah, like, I, he's a gate. I, I was two and one when I fought him. Mm-hmm. He was seven to five. I was two and one. So that should tell you like he, he has like worlds of experience, mm-hmm. and you know all respect to him. My record now six and one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I cannot go down. I cannot make 155, bro. I, that would be impossible. I would die. I probably, I probably, um, yeah, I would die, bro. Expeditionally, like, I would not make it out of there. Um, if anything, I can see myself definitely going up to uh, 185 in the future. I feel like, I feel like I'm not fully done filling out into my frame, you know. Sure. I know it's like a lot of fighters, uh, they continue to like grow and fill out. Mm-hmm. 
So I think I still have some some room to to get a little bigger and fill out when I'm ready when I'm ready to make that jump. Like, don't get me wrong though, if the UFC call me right now and be like, hey, you know, we got a short notice fight, but you got to fight at 185. Okay, yeah, no problem. Take it. I'm, I'm taking it. Punching my ticket right there. Yeah, Getting up in there. You feel me? But yeah. if I don't have to do that, it'll be it'll be more ideal. But if I have to do that, I'll go up 85, beat somebody ass straight up. Like, no rap, no 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 cap, bro. When you see the whole, how do you feel about the whole John Jones saga going on right now? Like, I feel you, I feel like he can get paid, but what do you see him? I feel like John Jones has set specific expectations for a light heavyweight, right? And I feel like he should be getting paid more, but he honestly messed up his own career, like money wise. Like he has done too much, like to his name, like tarnish his name. Like he's the reason why he's not getting paid as much as he should be getting. Because in my opinion, John Jones should be getting paid way more. He should be honestly the face of the UFC. It shouldn't be Conor McGregor. It shouldn't be like Izzy. It should be John Jones. John Jones should be the face of the UFC. He's been probably the most no, not probably. He has been the most dominant champ. He has also been in. In like the three past eras of the UFC, he's fought everybody, everybody. and cleared him out. And cleared him out. Everybody has a loss, bro. Everybody he's beaten former champions. Yeah. He's beaten current champions. Mm-hmm. He's cleared these people out, bro. Like he's cleared his division like probably twice already. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nobody who can currently see him right now and be like, yeah, I could beat John Jones. Like even even those guys who thought they could, he rematched them just to show he could finish them. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I feel like he should be getting paid more, but he he kind of like ruined his own career for himself. Like yeah. you know, like he shouldn't have. Like, especially with the coke and the steroids and the hitting old ladies and shit it's like a, that. It's a bad, like, PR thing. It's a bad PR thing to do. Yeah, he did, it, he did it to himself. Like, same thing with Conor, I feel. Conor, Conor is, like, the face of the UFC, but he still sells tickets. He has all of Ireland behind him, you know? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, he has a whole nation of people behind him, you know? Me? I'd love to fight Izzy. I would love to fight Izzy. Izzy or um, I'm already sparring Usman, but I'd love to fight Izzy for sure. That'd be a good matchup, I feel. Oh, have you been starstruck yet? Like, and you know, I know you're training with a lot of big names. Have you been like seeing one person and like, damn? Maybe like, maybe like two years ago. Maybe like two years ago when I first got into Sanford. Yeah, no, it's different, but like, yeah, like have, you ever, have you had that experience yet? Where you've been yeah, like, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when I first met Kamar Usman, I called him Mr. Usman. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, I really just called this man Mr. Usman. That's crazy. I was tweaking. I was tweaking. You know, like, it was, it was weird. Uh, I was like, thank you, Mr. Usman. I was like, yo, I'm tripping, bro. I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Hey, yeah. Oh, you're looking at me crazy, bro. I looked at me crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember thinking to myself, like, damn, why did I do that, bro? Like, and then you know, you, you meet a lot of the fighters and you, you know, you get to talk to them and you understand they're just people too, bro. Like, everybody's cool. Like, I feel like I, I, I feel like getting starstruck wouldn't make sense because it's like I see I see all the best fighters in the world every day, you know? And then I look in the mirror and then I'm standing in front of one of the best fighters. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. You feel me? You feel me? I should walk into a room. People are like, you feel me? Like, oh my god, dude, is that the postman? You feel me? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, you know, taking my time, chilling, one fight at a time. But yeah, that Starstruck stuff was like two years ago, you know. 
two years. I see myself as UFC champion. Offer it two years. Offer two years. Two years. Within five years. I don't know. Five years. I feel like. I don't think. I don't think I need to retain a belt for five years. I feel like if I'm the UFC champion within two years, defend it. I, I just want to clear out the divisions. I can do that in. I can do that in four years. If I get a belt in two years, I clear the division in the next two. Um, that fifth year probably just sitting on my money, investing, figuring out other ways. Because at the end of the day, there's more than more to life than just fighting. You know, fighting is like a means to get somewhere. But at the end of the day, like there's more to, to life than just fighting. It's not like something you could do forever. Fighting is like a short, like short period of time. Like you probably get 10, 15 years max. Maybe 20. If you're really like, like let's say for instance, Kamar Usman, like, and even Kamar Usman ain't getting no 20 years out of his career, but like you could probably get 10, 15 solid, solid years out of your career. So um, I feel like you gotta just enjoy the ride while, you, while you're on it, you know? Just take it one day at a time and just really enjoy it. I feel like in five years, I'll probably be opening my own gym or running my, my, my own MMA pr- promotion, you know, trying to get young fighters coming out, you know, building p- other, other kids up, you know? Yeah, I feel like I could be doing that, you know. You feel me? You feel me? I feel like I could be doing something like that, like something like uh, like the Dustin Portier uh, Foundation that he has, or something like Anderson Silva, you know, with his own gym. And you know, I feel like that's that's like the end goal for me. That's something that I want to do, you know, like actually like give back to community in some way, form or fashion, you know, not just kind of sell my money like Conor McGregor or, you know, it's kind of annoying, but like. Yeah, five years. I could, I could definitely see myself doing that. Yeah, yeah, I feel like everybody class 2015 yeah, has been mass successful. Really no cap. Like, I feel like after, 25, after 2015, everybody went downhill, bro. But, like, you got, you got, uh, what's her name? Uh, what's her name, Janae? I see her, yes, Janae. Yeah, Janae, right? Janae. Yeah, with the, with the, something like that, with the, with the hair? Yes. Yeah, she had, she, like, she literally was the hustler of hustlers in high school. Selling cake pops and doing hair, and then until she could buy her own chair and then start her own business, and like she doing, she doing her thing out there. I, I've been watching her, like she she doing, she doing her thing out there. I'm, I'm messing with it. Of course, Jarris, you know he's doing his thing with his solutions and and everything like that. Shout out to my dog, you feel me? Shout out to my dogs, you feel me? You feel me out there, right? You feel me? I feel like the whole class of 2015, like everybody out here doing something. You feel me? Everybody's trying to figure out like their own way, their their own method to getting to where they want to go. You know, it's not about it's not about how you start really. It's all, all about how you finish. You know, and it's not a race. It's a marathon. You feel me? It's a marathon, not a sprint. So. Hey, bro! If the room ain't filled with billionaires, I don't want it, bro. I ain't trying to be there, bro. I ain't trying to be there, bro. You feel me?
Yes, man, whether yeah, that shit's mad annoying, bro. Not even just me, bro. He got a showtime. Oh, yeah, he got the Jake got the showtime. It was supposedly gonna be the showtime. Bro, that shit's mad annoying, kid. I know you don't do boxing, but still. I'll do it to Jake Paul, bro. If they give me that fight, bro, I'll do it to him, bro. I'll do it to him expeditiously, bro. He hasn't fought anyone. Like, even Ben, I love Ben. Don't get me wrong. This man fought Ben Askren, bro. Ben Askren couldn't punch in the, like, he couldn't punch to save his life. Like, he couldn't throw a perfect punch to save his life. Bro, if you really knew, if you really watched Ben Askren, bro, everybody knows the stats. In Ben Askren's career, the man has probably thrown a to- the sum total of four jabs. The sum total of four jabs, bro. Like, realistically speaking, you know, you know how you know he's only thrown the sum total of four jabs when he fought Jorge Masvidal. What was the first thing he did? He went down to try to get that takedown. He went for down. He went down for a double leg and got knocked out because he didn't set up no nothing with no punches. Sleep, bro. The man was asleep for like five minutes. Bro. Like stiff, like people thought he died. Like Michael Jackson stiff, you know. You know <laughs> on the ground, like he slumped stiff. I was like, oh, oh, oh. It was crazy. I do it to him, bro. I already know Floyd about to do it to him. Oh my goodness, Floyd about to do it to him expeditiously. Bro, Canelo Alvarez. Canelo Alvarez. Couldn't do that to this man. No. It would be a bad day in the hood, bro. But I'm going to still rep my dog, you feel me? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to still rep my dog, you feel me? I'm going to be like, yo, yo, Floyd Mayweather has still done more for the sport than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Stop playing. Facts. Floyd's up there. Ali, Tyson. Not the Mount Rushmore, not the top four. That boy's locked in. He's solidified. He's 50 and 0. 49 and 0, 50 and 0. Everyone chop it, bro. Like, that boy's locked in. He's deep. He's cleaning up the division. Like, every, he's cleaning up everybody. Nah, Floyd, Floyd's definitely up there. Top five. Even though there's a lot of boxers, we're talking about boxers who's actually made. Uh, uh, a name for the for the sport, like for instance, Tyson, Ali, Lennox Lewis, um, Frazier. I'm gonna say Hagler, mm-hmm. Hitman Hearns, Floyd. Everybody, everybody can tell you about Hitman Hitman Hearns and Hagler. You feel me? Like people, people like recognize those fights when they see it. Like, damn man, that was probably one of the best fights I ever seen in my life. You know, like I'm telling you, bro. Like best first round ever. Versus it was, just like, it was really going at it, bro. 
It was really going at it, bro. Bar fighting for 503 minutes, 503 bar fighting. Like, each lick, like, taking it, eating it. No, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Wasn't nobody soft, bro. Wasn't no bitch, bro. Oh, Per fight? Yeah. Well, on the regional circuit, you don't make that much starting. Um, probably make most regional, probably five Gs, three Gs. But like the bigger promotions are the ones that pay. So like you want to go UFC, Bellator, PFL, one. And they'll start you off at probably 10 to 10, 12 to 12, 12,000, 10,000. That's so angry. Yeah. That's so angry. Yeah. So 12 to 12 is like. Twelve thousand dollars just to show, okay. just to be in cage. Because mm-hmm. I know one thing you really get with that big promotion is like your, your first win, first splurge. My first splurge? Yeah. Land. Exhibition. Land. 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 Because it's one thing. It's one thing to get money, bro. But the end goal is to just not end up broke. Mm-hmm. You know, like my end goal is to be able to to put put my family in a position of of like some some kind of power. And the only way to have power here is if you have land. You don't got land, you don't got power, bro. You know, you gotta control something. So that's that's my that's that's what I'm trying to do. You know, give them give them that opportunity to where they can have the things necessary when I'm gone or when I retire or you know. So they got that. You know, that's my goal. Push out some big names, and they still push out some big names. Still, still, there's a lot of kids in there that's doing some really good stuff. I've been keeping tabs on, and they're coming up. Like they have really good goals for themselves, really good things that they want to do. And I'm like, a gym, a gym, a really gym in the little, the little hood of you know, Shanahan, a gym, a gym. Oh, here we go again. I'm probably gonna rob you too. Taking everything, taking the car, all that, all that. Gotta I'm probably gonna rob you too. I ain't gonna hold you. Imagine. That's crazy. That is some shit. I don't you think that, that, that's out of pocket. Yeah, nigga, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of fucking good about it. Slap. Tell me the fuck about it, man. Crazy. I'm taking this and that. And yeah, that. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to rob you. I ain't gonna hold you. P5, all that. Matter of fact, I'm gonna glock. <laughs> backstory, backstory. This man had was dating a woman, talking to a woman, and that's what she said she wanted from him. Was she black? Yeah. She said that? Yeah, bro. I, I love the same thing. I was like, no way, bro. You sure? No way. No yeah. way. No was she way. like, was she like black, black? No. No. No, she was like Oreo? Yeah. That makes sense. That's what we get. That makes yeah. sense. Because there was no way. There's no, there's no shot, bro. 
That makes sense. Maybe something that you don't think of. Like, we don't kink shame, right? We don't kink shame on the podcast. But I'm just saying, that's a wild one. That's like to the roof because there's no way I'm going to be sitting there like, the only thing that's possible is I could pee in a woman while you're fully awake. Hey, yo, it's not possible, bro. Yeah. Only one of them come out at a time. Yeah, there's no way for you. Nah, nah. She's nasty. Sorry, she said, give me a UTI, bro. That's bro. instant. Like an instant one. Like, bro, not, not even what the freak, bro? That's some weird shit, bro. I ain't gonna yeah, hold you. That's not even. Oh, yeah, that's true, man. Right? That's crush of the week. Crush of the week, right? Uh, you wanna go first, man? Yeah, oh, I get to go first this time. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. So my crush for this week is... Shout out to all the graduates, by the way. Graduate season, you know, everybody doing their big, man. Um, and then make sure I get the name right, because don't want to mess this up. Also, shout out to Eric Lennox and all that. Eric Lennox, man, Chloe Bailey, we love y'all to death. All right, that's top two. Uh, Shalon, Shalon. She is on Instagram, Shalon, like X or something like that. And beautiful young lady, I'm about to pass her on soon. Um, she's your type, too, uh. This nigga know your type. Yeah, man. If you, like, can go through, oh, bro, that's his type. Like, petite, light-skinned woman. Why should like a fake Rihanna? Yeah, right? So she met Rihanna. She did every, like, did all that. Met Rihanna, you know, Savage Philly, all that. She looked like a fake Rihanna. So I'm like, beautiful. Beautiful. That's crazy. And she's funny. She's funny. That's crazy. So, for my week, for the week, that's her. Like a fake ass Megan Good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tight. Let me see who I got, bro. Let me see who I got, bro. Definitely my crush will easily always be Ari Lennox right now. Yeah. Most definitely Ari Lennox. Bro, Ari Lennox, bro? Like, you mentioned her, and I was like, damn, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, 
Put your dogs on, you feel me? Everybody, bro. Like, honestly, like, you know, my girlfriend didn't, you know, want to be into, like, polymetric, whatever, the graveler. Polyamorous? Yeah, polyamorous. Maybe that's going to be polymetric. I think when I said polymetric, <laughs> what is it? Ge- geometry, trigonometry? Yeah, yes, it's just a uh, trigonometry problem. But no, yeah, polyamorous. Yeah, that's what she said. Not me. But <laughs> that's on to my dogs, you know what I mean? Cole did just drop. Favorite song on the album? Punching the clock. Punching the clock. Five to the clock, Pineapple Pepper. Those two. I'm fucking with Let My Hand Go. Let My Hand Go. No, you did not. Oh, you did not. Oh, Pride of the Devil? Yeah. Pride of the Devil? That shit is pretty tough. That shit is pretty tough, bro. Top three albums of all time? Is it? Cold World. Yeah. I probably listen to Cold World a lot more. I'm a voice in the Facts, bro. Just throw money in the air. That's gonna be the podcast. Just throw money in the air. Oh, we're dropping the short film, dog. By what? Oh, okay, okay. He's trying to keep it out of other people's ears. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. You want to dodge this whole thing. Talking about listening. You want to listen and then skip out of it. We have no listening. We don't know. We get our listens up. We never know. I can't wait, though, man. You got some really good projects.
Lano underscore one up. L A N O underscore number one U P. You know what's actually really funny? The levels of black people when they're trying to leave. So they like address that they're gonna leave <laughs> and then attempt to leave. And then like as they're leaving, they remember something they gotta say. And then Yeah. You know what's crazy? I didn't do this last week. <laughs> and then until until they finally come to the consensus, like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, my girl called me. I gotta leave finally. 